Thanks for joining us on Established in the Truth today, where we want to know the Word deeply, love the church genuinely, and enjoy the Lord more fully. Let's dive into our episode for this week. Happy uh, late Easter, I guess you could say. Uh, that was last Sunday. Uh, welcome back to Established in the Truth. My name is Jake. I'm your host here. And goodness, we had a great time celebrating Easter with family. Uh, ironically, we actually had a birthday in our church. We had actually multiple birthdays, uh, and we had some great food. But that wasn't the best part, of course. The best part was uh, celebrating Jesus' uh, resurrection. Woo! You know, we also got to uh, hear a really good sermon uh, from uh, our pastor and just really encouraged by that as well. And isn't it interesting, you know, we get to celebrate Jesus' resurrection every day, but more specifically, uh, one time a year with the church family, uh, and it's a blessing. It's also interesting because it's still a cultural thing, right? You know, just because you uh, say Happy Easter doesn't make you a Christian, and so uh, it's really a blessing as a, the body of Christ to celebrate something that even if even if the world doesn't understand what Easter may truly be about, we still get to celebrate it, and celebrate we will. Well, uh, you know, in this episode, what uh, I wanted to kind of dive into uh, with you is just this understanding of the resurrection on a doctrinal level that has application in everyday life. And uh, what this means is that there are truths within the resurrection of Christ that are equipping, they're empowering truths. And they're intended to encourage us in our walks with Christ. So I'm going to pray for our time, and then we'll go ahead and dive right in. Lord, we thank you for uh, just raising your son from the grave. Lord, we thank you that uh, by faith in the risen son of God, we are saved. And Lord, I pray that uh, as I dive into this and then as, uh, as uh, the listeners dive into this, Lord, that you would grant us to be encouraged in our faith, that we would walk uh, more holy with you, Lord. Uh, we are weak, Lord, but you are strong, and you showed that to us by raising from the grave. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. So I got three uh, reasons here why you as a Christian and myself need uh, the resurrection of Christ. And uh, they're pretty uh, encouraging and pretty empowering. So I, I do hope that they bless you. Uh, and then we're going to go into some false beliefs um, about uh, the resurrection that actually kind of are circulating in our world today, unfortunately. And some of them are new, some of them are old. Uh, of course, there's nothing new under the sun. We, we know that. Uh, but in our day and age, it can be considered new um, in our era. So let's go ahead and dive into these. So the first one, uh, and of course the question again we're answering today is, what does the resurrection uh, do for us in the sense? Why, why is it important for us? Uh, and uh, the first one is that it completes righteousness for our sake. It completes righteousness for our sake. Believe it or not, I hope you do. <laughs> kind of a bad uh, quote or a bad phrase, isn't it? Believe it or not. No, please believe it. 
uh, otherwise you're not saved if you don't believe this. Goodness. Um, we are made right with God because of the resurrection. We are made right with God because of the resurrection. How are we made right with God because of the resurrection? Well, it says right here in Romans 4, verse 25, all right? Who, and he's talking about Jesus, was delivered up for our trespasses and raised up, or ra- you know, raised up for our justification, all right? Now, if you don't know that word justification, okay, it's a big word, right? It's a, it's a, it's a theology term. Uh, and it means basically uh, to be made right with, right? That's the the most like informal, colloquial like way I can say it, to be made right. Like if you're in Microsoft Word and you justify your your page, all of the words are aligned with the side of the page. Well, just as those words are aligned on the side of the page, so by faith in Christ, we are justified or made right with aligned with God. Right. Uh, and so it says, uh, starting from verse 24, but for ours also, it will be counted to us who believe in him, Jesus, who raised from the dead, Jesus, our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So just a really beautiful truth there. Uh, what's interesting is that, uh, the father the, well, of course the spirit did, um, but uh, Jesus, he laid himself down for his own accord, right? We, we get that. Um, yet it was the glory of God that raised him from the dead. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit here. Uh, but it's just so incredible the means of which God raised Jesus from the dead. So um, now here's something interesting. Our faith isn't just dependent on Christ's finished work. His raising to life literally makes us right with God. Now, that doesn't discount faith. It doesn't say that faith is unimportant. But what it's saying is that faith is just the trust that God's given me in the finished work of Christ. There's, there's no, there was no risk involved with Jesus raising to life. He was going to raise. And he told people multiple times he was going to raise to life. That's that's not the issue. The question is is if our faith is dependent on his finished work and it is. Like my trust in God is fully dependent on his faithfulness to raise from the grave. That's really important. What's also important is that and this is kind of a mind bender for me when I first read this. Uh, by the way, I'm getting a lot of these points from uh, Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. It was my uh, theo- systematic theology book in seminary. Highly recommend it. Don't worry, this isn't sponsored or anything, but it's just a really, really helpful book uh, in regards to different topics of the faith. Um, so that's where I'm getting uh, quite a bit of this from. Um, but But with that, uh, his work on the cross to bear the wrath of God, right? He, he, he was um, uh, wounded for our transgressions, right? And then uh, he was the propitiation for our sins, the, a, a means of turning away wrath and earning favor. His work on the cross bore the wrath of God, but God's favor was earned for us by Jesus raising from the dead. So so our sin was on the cross and, and God, uh, Jesus fully bore the wrath of of God on the cross, 
And then his raising from the grave was this kind of fullness of, 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 of favor earned for us. When he said to Telestai on the cross, it is finished, that was him fully bearing God's wrath. So just really important there. That's how he completed righteousness for our sake. Two, it empowers the Christian life. It empowers the Christian life. How does it empower the Christian life? Well, without the resurrection, God won't work in you, bro. <laughs> like the fact that he rose from the grave enables the Holy Spirit to even live in us. Why? Well, this the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. Like that's insane. So the fact that we have faith is because Jesus rose, right? Well, then... So God's work in us is also the same as what he used to raise Christ from the grave. Whoa. <laughs> where, where, where am I getting this from? You guys want some scripture, right? All right. So two implications here, right? So victory over sin in this life. All right. That's part of God's work in us. Even though we, you know, we won't be sinless on earth. Uh, some people believe that, you know, we'll be sinless uh, on this earth at some point if we're holy enough. And it's just... First John one nine, dude. <laughs> um, that's if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive us of all unrighteousness, right? Well, in that same chapter, it says that uh, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So besides the point, Romans uh, chapter 6, verse 4 says, Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh. Terrifying! Oh my gosh! All right, we're gonna cut that out. Oh, all right, all right. Romans uh, six, uh, Romans chapter six, verse four says, "We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of God, we too might walk." in newness of life. Brothers and sisters, I cannot tell you how much God has used this verse in my life, that we too might walk in newness of life, not the old life, the new life. And it says, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, right? We, uh, I mentioned that a little earlier. We're going to get to that, right? He was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, right? Uh, we too might walk in newness of life. And so, again, God's work in us as Christians is dependent upon his resurrection. Right? Cannot emphasize that enough. All right, second implication here on how uh, the resurrection empowers the Christian life. The power to evangelize. The power to evangelize. We get this from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Right? There's a lot of implications there. We're not going to get to that uh, from the context. But the point here is that our evangelizing the world, our evangelizing our neighbors, our coworkers, our families, our friends, our cousins, our moms, our dads, our sisters, our brothers, you know, uh, familiar, you know, blood sisters and brothers is dependent upon the fact 
that we get the Holy Spirit. And how do we get the Holy Spirit? Because of the resurrection, right? Uh, that all hinges upon the fact that Jesus uh, rose from the grave um, so that we can be justified with him, so we can have the Holy Spirit. Like, it's all dependent upon that. All right, third impl- uh, third uh, reason why you and I need uh, the resurrection of Christ as Christians. By the way, I, I don't say these things as if you don't already know them. Some of you do know them. Some of you may not know these as fully. Um, they may they, these reasons may seem inherent to some, and and that's okay. Uh, but the reality is, is that this this deepens our understanding of what the resurrection not just accomplishes for us uh, when we come to faith, but the fact that it it enables us to do. Uh, God's glory and enables us to love him even more. So uh, just, you know, disclaimer there, right? Uh, for all you, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a Bible whiz out there and you, you've read the scriptures front to back, you're like, well, yeah, I get all this. Well, let's, let's, let's get encouraged even more. Let's, let's get stirred up even more. Uh, uh, number three here, it guarantees our resurrection. Guarantees our our resurrection. How many times did Jesus talk about the resurrection? Like, come on now. Like, I mean, I mean, he did talk about hell quite a bit. Uh, he talked about the kingdom of of heaven, you know, quite a bit. Uh, being reborn, you know, that talk with Nicodemus. Um, uh, you know, where I am going, you cannot go. He talked to the disciples, but he talked about the resurrection quite a bit. But here, here's here's the kicker. Here, right? This is going to come from Romans six. Jesus didn't merely raise to life again, right? Lazarus did that, right? Lazarus just raised to life. He had to die again. C.S. Lewis says that he kind of had the raw deal, if you know what I mean, uh, because he had to die again, okay? Lazarus didn't conquer sin and death, but guess who did? Jesus did. He conquered sin and death through his resurrection. Now, why is that important? Well, says here in Romans 6 that if he, okay, Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again, death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, right? That was a one-time thing. He, he's never going to do it again. But the life he lives, he lives to God, right? So doctrinally speaking, Jesus not only can't die again, okay, he there's you know he does not have to suffer sin again. We don't have to suffer. Okay, purgatory. Uh uh-uh, uh. Right. That that's <laughs> yeah. You know, that's where we're getting at. Like Jesus conquered sin and death. Right. That's why it's worth celebrating. That two things in this world that make this world crud. He conquered. Done. It's a done deal. How amazing is that? And you might ask, well, that doesn't mean that life's going to be easy. No, no. And he says that in this world, you will have tribulation, but I have overcome the world. Where's the focus? Jesus. Not on this world, on Jesus. So so we're promised, but here, here's the point here. Because he conquered sin and death, we don't have to suffer through the death that we deserved, which is the second death, right? And we're promised resurrected 
bodies, right? This comes from 1 Corinthians um, 6, uh, verse 14. And God raised the Lord, okay, and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Right? We're members of Christ. And God raised the Lord up, and he'll also raise up, uh, raise us up by his power. If you're a Christian, your resurrection is guaranteed. Now, what's this resurrection? We won't get into it uh, right now. If you guys want me to make an episode on uh, resurrected bodies and and what the scriptures talk about with, um, you know, our, uh, us having eternal bodies, shoot me an email, uh, hit me up on Instagram, like let me know if you want me to go into that. Uh, briefly, very briefly, it means that we will have absolutely perfected bodies that will not be dominated by sin or death, will be uh, uh, um, you know fully eternal bodies, uh, and actually will kind of just like, I mean, basically radiate the glory of God because you know, our, 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 um, earthly tense is what Paul talks about them, uh, will be gone. And that is just, that is good news. And that's at the resurrection, right? So it's not when you get to heaven, right? Your body ain't with you when you get to heaven. Okay. Your body's on earth. <laughs> um, but at the resurrection is when we will get our glorified bodies. Now, briefly here, uh, I'm not going to get into deep into the false beliefs here, but we're going to get into some of the false beliefs of the resurrection to this day. And I'm not talking about atheists, actually. I'm talking about different parts of church culture. It's not that they get it wrong. I mean, some of them, and we'll get into that, but it's it's more of a skew. And, and, and I want to help to kind of reorient a little bit here. Uh, so the first one is this. Well, okay, this is an essential. So just hear this out. Um, and this is for, you know, I would say if you're, if you're Catholic or if you've gone to a Catholic church, they don't, they, they, they will teach this, right? Um, unfortunately, you don't have to believe this if you go to a Catholic church. So I just want to clarify that, um, you know, you can, if you go to a Catholic church and you've been saved and, and you just enjoy the tradition, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that you're not Christian, right? So that, that's what I mean. Uh, but the first false belief is that, um, that the resurrection doesn't guarantee salvation. That was our first point, right? Well, there are several different belief systems that would disagree with that. Uh, Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons, um, which is ironic, right? Because the resurrected Christ defeated death, so faith faith in him saves us. But Mormons, it's after all, you, uh, we are saved by grace after all we can do. Jehovah Witnesses, they have works that they have to do. Um, but Catholic also, there's purgatory that you have to get through. Um, you know, you have to do the seven sacraments. I think it's seven. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, you know, so there's multiple belief systems that would deny that the resurrection guarantees salvation. Uh, right? So that's a false belief. Uh, the, the resurrection guarantees salvation to those who believe. Um, second, um, it's about us. Right? Uh, God is so madly in love with you that that his raising to life is all about you getting saved all right no that's not that's not true actually what's even better news is not only that his resurrection isn't about us but that he didn't have to do it like like his plan from eternity past was that he would he would uh save 
his people uh, through Jesus, the you know the lamb slain before time. Um, but there was no requirement on God to do any of this. Like he didn't have to, but he wanted to. So it's it's not about us. It's about the glory of God. It's about you know um uh was it so sola soli deo gloria I think it is right um the fifth, fifth sola uh it's not about us. It's about the glory of God through Jesus Christ right um another false belief is that. Uh, Jesus's resurrection is a cause for and reason to attempt at least <laughs> uh, modern day physical resurrections. So there's this kind of, um, you know, whether it's the new apostolic reformation or whatnot, uh, there are, you know, either rumors or ha uh, hard set beliefs that you can raise people from the dead, dead today. Um, the issue is that, uh, the entire book of John is about believing in who Jesus is. So his resurrection is not about people getting raised from the dead, uh, you know, right to, to this day. Uh, spiritually, yes, but not physically. Uh, it's about believing in the person of Christ, right? Uh, which gets me into the last kind of uh, thing here is any time that you take the focus off of the person of Christ in the resurrection, you're going to go the wrong way, right? We want to focus on uh, the person of Christ and and the glory of the Father through that. Uh, so, I mean, he had victory over sin and death. Like, what more could you ask for? You can't, because those were our two greatest needs in the history of the world, was for sin and death to be overcome. And he, by his grace, in believing in Jesus, saves us from both. We get eternal life in him from that. Amen. Well, if you have any questions on this episode, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, give us a shout out at, on Instagram, Established in the Truth. Um, I think it's either Established in the Truth podcast or Established in the Truth uh, but just, you know, look it up on uh, Instagram, uh, follow us there. Uh, we're on Facebook, too. We have a page there now. Uh, so if you have any questions on this uh, episode, uh, feel free to let us know. The Lord bless you with peace in his son, Christ, and you have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us on Established in the Truth. <laughs>